Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Make sure you check them out. The 400K Baller is here for week four. $10 entry, $50,000 to first place. And as always, they've got their Yahoo Cup. It's a free roll each and every week for you. And if you get the perfect lineup, you can win $1 million. Only over at Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Week 3 NFL Recap Show, the joint production, DailyRoto.com, SportsGrid.com, and Roto-Grinders. My name is Davis Maddock, uh, and I'm joined by my other fishy compatriots, Nate Nolling and Sammy Reed. I have bad news for all the listeners. Uh, we all just won money playing uh, Daily Fantasy Sports on Sunday in the National Football League, so... I don't, none of us are going to be that tilted. Just every person who took my head-to-heads <laughs> all day, baby. Woo! Now, yeah. Sammy and Nate's teams were better than mine points-wise, but I really can't wait to get into what Nate did with his lineup and just eviscerate <laughs> him for his, line, for his lineup that won, which, by the way, is what you guys did to me in week one where I had a good team that won and you guys were like, no, no you're a giant fish. I think me and Sammy have outscored you every week. No, I I, I, would, I think I, I feel like I was the low man in week two. I got I got murked last week. Like I'm super happy I won this week. I last think I've week. been a high man every week. Uh, it would have been it would have been hard for you to not beat me last week, considering I swapped on to three point eight yeah. Latavius Murray points. Oh uh, yeah, no, that's right, that's right. Davis was the low man. <laughs> yeah, Davis was the low man. I had the I had the most I had the most points. I I had the most points in week one though. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Yeah, because no, he got San Francisco's D that ran two back. Like. It, no, I Nate, no, I, I had, had like more. twenty more points than you. I will go back. I will go back and go find yeah, the team. Davis yeah. week one was one eighties. We were like one sixties. No, yeah. I no Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate you are just wrong. Take the L. <laughs> just take the L. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull this up. Oh, this is this is the this is the good stuff. Show, yeah, this is the good stuff. Okay, um, so. Let's just let's start out. I think we actually all three had a different quarterback. So, mm-hmm. uh, Nate, you scored the most points. Who is your quarterback? Uh, what did James. you score, Nate? Two ten. Oh, he, he, this, he, is, he, this is brutal. Yeah, this he, is not he, what the people okay. want. Jameis was the play, though. He wasn't, but go on. Jameis was clearly the play. He's five. I mean, he was a play. He was not the play. Uh, anytime you are embracing that much, anytime you're embracing that much risk with a quarterback in cash, as someone who got three points from Big Ben last week, let me tell you, it ain't worth it. Okay, I I, I thought Jameis was very clear. Five point four, the play. Um, I think I was on Jameis week one, and it didn't work out so well, but. Um, I think Jameis is one of those guys who, at the end of the With day... With a super wide range of outcomes, yeah. But at 5.4 versus a week deep, this is where you take him. Like, this is where... I, so I will say that this is actually sharp by Nate, and this, like, pains me to say, but, like, you didn't assign any emotional baggage because you douched you in week one. You were just yeah. like, hey, I think this is a good play. Doesn't matter what happened in the past. Like in this particular spot, I think it's good. I mean, I had a ton of him in tournaments. He was like, I think my third highest known quarterback in tournaments, but like, I just wasn't even once thinking about him. I was was the same way as you. I was the same way. I had a lot in tournaments, but not in cash. There were, there were for me four playable cash game quarterbacks and they were Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Kyle Allen. I I thought those were the only guys who were playable in DK cash. I don't understand how you can talk about range of outcomes for Jameis being high, but then include Allen and Murray in that. Kyler's had Kyler's had twenty in every game. Yeah, what's 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 his, what, what, what range his, of outcomes are you talking about with Kyler? In his what? two games at the NFL level, you're really going to say that like? Yeah, he played he played two good defenses and 
has is going to lead the NFL in passing attempts and has and like can run. Okay, but from a range of outcome standpoint, you still have to admit that two games does not give you enough from a standard deviation standpoint to. I mean, I can just look at I can just look at Kyler Murray and look at that offense and and just know that he's not going. I I I feel very good about the fact that Kyler Murray is not going to get benched for Brett Hundley mid game. I would not take it out of the equation that Jameis Winston could get benched for Blaine Gabbert after his third pick six. Nate, Nate, just because he's had two games, have you watched any of the film or no? He hasn't watched the film. Bro. He hasn't grinded it. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are such I mean, I mean, I actually am being serious here. If you've watched Kyler play, you would know that what you're saying is absurd. <laughs> Five minutes in. Watch the film, Nate. <laughs> so, so this Nate. Is bad. Nate, I had, I had Jameis Winston projected for less fantasy points than Dak Prescott, less fantasy points than Josh Allen, and within 0.5 of Kyler Murray at the 50th percentile. And all of that would lead me to believe that playing him, playing him in cash, I I mean, I don't, like, I'm not ever going to say playing a quarterback in cash is bad. I just don't think that you made the optimal decision at quarterback. I would have seen – I could have played Kyle Allen at 4K just because I think that price tag was so low. Oh, I was so and, close, bro. I was DK, so close. I, think, I swapped off of him this morning. Yeah. I think on DK, he was so low that I thought it was worth it. I could have played Josh Allen at 5'9", or I would have gone up to Dak at 6'5". But Kyler, I, I don't know, 5'8", I wouldn't have looked at Kyler. Who did you play, Sammy? I, I played Kyler. Yeah. Yeah, because, so was, because I had I had Kyle Allen in this morning, and when we got the Burkhead news, and I finally like wiped the crust out of my eyes. Like I have all these texts from Davis at like eight in the morning, like, "Bro, you're not like, awake. Like, you gotta read this news." And I'm like, "Oh snap!" Uh, well, and I, I ended up. I picked him up in our in our league that we co-managed that I made such a horrible error with with the uh, the auction. Yeah, that was that was that was actually sharp um, <laughs> way to contribute. But you know, I, I basically had Kyle Allen. Greg Olson and Chris Carson in. And when I swapped off Burkhead, that got me up to Ingram and Kyler Murray at the other two positions. Yeah. So I played Dak because I did not play Ezekiel Elliott. And if I wasn't going to play Ezekiel Elliott, I was, I wasn't going to fade the, uh, the 35 team total basically. So I, I, I essentially figured one of those two guys was a, a lock in cash games. And Dak Prescott was projected for two more fantasy points than anyone else in my it, stuff. So it, it just, feels, it feels a little wild to me, Davis, that you spent, what was he? 6.4. Yeah. That you, it feels a little wild that you spent 6.4 on a quarterback on this slate. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, so if I like, obviously, if I could go back and do things again, I'd just play Kyle Allen and Christian McCaffrey, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. Four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I feel like after watching how that game went and seeing how the Cowboys played, I feel very good about the decision to play Dak because, because really, I just didn't want to be in a situation of fading the Dallas Cowboys offense entirely. They had the highest team total of the slate, and uh, you know they've just been they've just been crushing teams. Yeah, for, uh, let's, for two okay, weeks. Let's, let's back up a second because I think this was the first week we've had this season where Sunday morning things changed so drastically that we had to like make changes. Lot, right. So yeah. why don't you start off Davis? You were up way before me because you live in like central time. Um, it, what was kind of your reaction when you heard Burkhead news and you saw the Schefter tweets that, uh, Richard Penny wasn't going to play, et cetera, et cetera. How did you? Yeah, so I really that? wish we wouldn't have gotten that. I wish somehow that news would have not come out. I wish I would have not known. But but when so when, I mean, I knew Rex was a lock. Like Rex was projected for like fifteen fantasy points at three point nine k. So I was like, okay, that means I'm moving out someone, right? And I don't know if that means I'm moving out Austin Eckler. I don't know if that means I'm moving out Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know if that means I'm moving out. Frank, who, by the way, people got saved from playing Frank Gore in cash because Frank Gore in cash was going to happen before. Uh, Frank, Frank Gore had a good game, bro. I mean, yeah, but you would have had to live with the stain of saying that you played Frank Gore. <laughs> and also, he didn't, ha- he didn't have a good game. He just fell into yeah. the end zone at the end. Dude, he had 89 um, yards and a touchdown like for 4.4. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, I was like, okay, Rex is a lock, and then the the Chris Carson stuff comes out, and 
I mean, if you're giving him like 80% of the backfield work for a team that just wants to pound the ball and was a four and a half point favorite, it's just like, what are you going to do? And I was pretty comfortable not playing Ezekiel Elliott after thinking about it for a while because really because of Tony Pollard, right? Like I just, I felt pretty confident that Tony Pollard, if this game was, you know, 15, 20 points out of hand, that he was going to get the work. Pa- and that's Pollard what ended up happening. He outscored Zeke, right? He, he, I think he outscored him by 0.4. I think he, yeah. I think he got, I think is what ended up happening, but he got, well, no, maybe more. Cause he got the hundred yard bonus and scored a touchdown. So. Yeah, bro. Oh, okay, yeah. Nate. What? What was? What? How? Were, how did you handle things this morning? Because you were like, like MIA, like I don't a know big donkey. Shooting. Get spoiler alert. Nate Noling played no. four wide receivers. So, no, no, he didn't. So here's. No, he didn't. <laughs> Say no there was way. like, there was like six mega elite running back plays, and Nate just not waved. Nate just threw <laughs> a straight GPP team and catch. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> so, so here's here's how I process. <laughs> I, and I I still so I think the best play of the of the day was Aguilar for sure. Yes, I said agreed. Aguilar was, and I actually all week thought that the wide receiver value was the best was the better value than the running back value on the slate. I liked Aguilar, I liked Fitz, and I thought Allen was a lock. And then my running backs that I was interested in was, um, well, up top it was McCaffrey, Eckler. I wasn't as interested in in Zeke as some, so it was clearly McCaffrey for me. So it was McCaffrey, Eckler, and then when, when news came out, I got interested in Carson. With Penny out, Carson became the other guy that I was really interested in. Okay, okay. So I so, got to say, so Nate Nate faded the number one value of the slate. This, by the way, where this ends is that he didn't play Rex Burkhead. Who was no, I didn't play Rex Burkhead. I was going to say, mean, just unbelievable. So far, like we're, we're unbelievable, dude. So that was where I was looking, and then the running you should backs, delete your account. No, the two running backs. <laughs> the two running backs that I was struggling between was Philip Lindsay and Rex Burkhead. And I was on Lindsay all week. And I know Sammy, me and you went back and forth because I, Lindsay going, coming into this week had a, above 50% rushing attempt share. And like, I think he had 13 targets coming into the week. And I said, every other running back who's gotten nearly the workload that he has is priced like 6K and above. Lindsay's a clear value for his opportunity here. But, yes, and, and mea, mea culpa, like I told Nate he was a fish for even like thinking about Philip Lindsay, and then Lindsay was like one of the top three overall scores on the entire slate. Because my lineup up until probably fish. up until 30 minutes before lock was Winston, Lindsay, McCaffrey, Carson, Aguilar, Fitz, Allen, Ertz, and Cowboys D. Um, but with the, with the Burkhead news, I was really – or with the uh, white news, I was really looking at it. But the guy who actually popped the most after the white news was Edelman. Edelman jumped up to the top of my wide receiver rankings after looking at it. Yeah, so, that, so how a normal person deals with that is they, <laughs> they, they chose to replace the, the worst of the wide receiver values with the best of the wide receiver values, which was pretty obvious because uh, I think me and Sammy played we played the same three wide receivers and I think everyone yeah. good at DFS probably did the same thing. They played Julian Edelman, Keenan Allen and Nelson Aguilar. Is there three no, wide I, I did not play Edelman. Oh my I God. Think, I think not playing Edelman was a mistake. Sam. Not you, playing Edelman was not good. You got was, lucky. Edelman yeah. literally had 19 through two. And honestly, Rex Burkhead wouldn't have gotten as much touches as he did if Edelman didn't go out because those targets are Edelman's targets. And this is what I said at the at literal lock. I said, Edelman will smash with no Gronk, with no AB, with no <clears throat> no, no Gronk. Like we're still including Gronk in the samples of what to do with the Patriots. It's uh, only Sammy, been two games before this that Gronk had like. So, Sammy, why did you keep Fitzgerald in? Uh, how much was Edelman? 6,300. Because Fitzgerald was 5.1. I mean, I'll be honest with you, like – I was legit on he my way. He was boozing. He was hanging. Yeah, dude. I was <laughs> at like 9 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. I'm tailgating, like drinking, like knockoff White Claws. Like the store was out of both White Claw and Truly. So I was drinking like Smirnoff seltzers, which are just oh, tough. squalid. But I was pounding them. And it's like, 
dude, I'm tailgating. I was at the, the, the Steelers Niners game and it was like, it just wasn't happening. Like I fixed my lineup. I threw Burkhead in, you know, I woke up at like eight with Davis texting me and by eight 30, like, I was just like, okay, like, I'd come to my senses. I'm like, all right, I'll play Burkhead, and I knock Carson out of there. And, I mean, Rex know. Burkhead was literally – and I I'm, I'm, I don't ever want to see my friends lose money, so I'm very happy that Nate smashed today. Like, very much good for him. But not playing Rex was so bad. What like, did you project Rex, like, workload to be? I will tell you. I literally still have the inputs from this morning. Dave, I had Rex- let me ask you: Do you have some sort of proprietary algorithm? Because you say I had them projected for, or is this? Well, I like- use the I use the daily roto projections, and then I customize like so like the you're a lot. You can customize the inputs for market share yards per carry, market share of touchdowns, market share of targets, yards per target. Like okay, tight, tight. So I so with a I think a very conservative projection of twenty five percent market share rush attempts twenty five percent market share of rushing touchdowns twelve percent market share of targets I had him projected for the best running value running back value of the slate. Okay, so see the thing about that is Philip Lindsay has twice the rushing attempt share already with and he had half half the team total and he was more expensive. And he, was, he had a worse he matchup. Extra, he was an extra four hundred dollars. And he. Had I mean, I don't think I don't think Lindsey was bad. I I never was on teams. I was never with Sammy there. He was a good value in our stuff too. But Rex Burkhead was clearly better. No, even from a pure opportunities per dollar standpoint, on the projections you just gave me, Philip Lindsey is a better opportunity per dollar play. Frank Gore is a better opportunity per dollar play. Chris Carson's a better opportunity per, per dollar play. There's. So many other opportunity per dollar play that are still above Rex Burkhead. Did you, also, you're, you're, you guys are sitting here talking all this nonsense about market share. Did you? This is an art. It was just a smash. It was, it was just also a smash, it was just a like, smash, Nate. If it like, wasn't it's for just, Edelman going down, Rex he would have gotten. He would have. He still would have. Nate. He played 57 of the snaps. Dude, he so got he was, a two-yard so he, touchdown. He got a two-yard touchdown, and Nate's texting. That would have been Edelman's touchdown. <laughs> I mean, Nate. I had Edelman too. He was a great play, but like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing during these games. I don't know if you're watching or what you're doing. Rex Burkhead <laughs> was out there the whole game, dude. And, and every time when Edelman was on the field, Edelman was getting all of the looks and all of the targets. Rex Burkhead only had like one or two targets before Edelman went down. Well, you know what? I probably would take the under on a 25 catch game for Rex Burke or for Julian Edelman. So I think he still would have been good in the second half. But no, I don't think that him going out like and also Rex Burke had, had like eight fantasy points at half anyway too. Like it's not like it's not like he would have been some sort of sick bust. Yeah, dude. The Patriot the Patriots like smashed. Like they weren't going to be thrown all the second half. It's just it just it's like Nate. This is just it's not good, bro. Dude, the Patriots throw to their running backs all the time, and their number one pass catching running back is dust. And there's like almost a min price guy stepping in who also rushes the ball, and they sometimes give him goal line carries for three point nine. Like Nate, Nate, if, if like eighty five. If, if you looked at the James yeah. White news and your first move was to say I want, I want Rex Burkhead instead of Edelman, I think you made a mistake. I think. Edelman- I mean, I had I had Edelman too. I had Edelman yeah. projected for the most fantasy points of any wide receiver. Yeah. And then, that was who I played. Then I really don't have a problem with playing Rex as well as playing Edelman. I'm saying if you played Rex and, and you didn't look at Edelman as the guy who was getting the bump here, you made a mistake. Hey, I mean, look, I, man, I, look, man, I was drinking. All right. Like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't trying to play four receivers in DK. <laughs> <laughs> it just like, wasn't something I ever considered. <laughs> This Nate, is the Nate, best receiver value we've had all year. Nate just dead ass played Larry Fitzgerald over Rex Burkett. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what would you have done with twelve hundred more dollars, Nate? Could have played Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> You're tripping. I mean, or Nate, who did you play a defense? Patriots. No, oh no. Oh my god! No, I played. I played the Patriots defense too. I I said all week you had to play the Patriots. Oh like, my god! Are you? You guys definitely. Brutal? You definitely didn't have to. By the way, I need to pull back on this. You definitely didn't have to. I stone faded the Patriots and the Cowboys defense in GPP. I and just excluded in past them games, though. 
And Dude, they were didn't like, ha- you know, paying for defense was stupid. I literally just did it because I could. Like, it didn't matter. Okay, that's that's actually a legitimate reason. I, I just – I don't see the case for, like, paying, like, four No, grand. I wasn't, like, trying to, like, work it in. It literally was a case of, like, okay, I'm fading Zeke anyways. I'm paying – I'm playing Dak Prescott. And everyone's going to play Ertz and Cash, which, by the way, feels so horrible. Like, playing Zach – okay, well, we got we to gotta talk. We got to talk about Nate's decision-making process. We, we, got, we got more stuff. We'll roll this back. Nate, you played, you, played, you played four wide receivers in Cash. Yeah, I was between, yourself. I was between two teams. I told you I was between the the Philip Lindsay CMC and Carson team, or the I I felt best about CMC and Carson, and so I just rolled those as my two running. I didn't feel comfortable fading one of the three or one of the four wide receiver values, and I think it was the best wide receiver value we're gonna have all year. I think Aguilar and Allen and Edelman were all locks, and then I just couldn't get off of Fitz. I mean, playing a wide receiver over a running back in cash is so bad. Yeah, like, because like, bro, bro, your your projection system is going to spit out a median baseline, but like the range of outcomes there, the floor is just so much lower with a wide receiver. Like, that's that's not good. I just here, Nate. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go run this on the tenth percentile. You tell me what do you think? What do you think Larry Fitzgerald's tenth percentile projection is? Uh, let me pull up like, what I would have had for him. Sammy, you're right. It's four and a half points. What do you think Rex Burkhead's tenth percentile was? Six and a half. No, it was like, it was like five point eight. Yeah. But it's like it's just very clear why that would be. Like it is just insane. Like. Nate, if you're going to tell us like you're not convinced by Kyler and you didn't think Kyler was a play in cash, I don't know how you're going to tell us that you're just like ready to go all in on Larry Fitzgerald over uh, the obvious running back value. Over, By the way, we haven't even gotten to this. Nate faded Austin Eckler, who is getting like 30% market share of the Chargers targets and all the goal line carries. I, I also I faded CMC. Austin Eckler. Most people did. Most people didn't play CMC this week. CMC ended up like it was, I don't understand why so many people played Zeke and nobody looked at Eckler and uh, CMC. Zeke was the chalk, Davis. It's not even about Eckler. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. You were, you were in the uh, minority with Eckler over... Well, I don't care if I was in, I mean, yeah, like I get, I just, I, Eckler to me was the first guy in. Like Eckler to me should have been priced up with Zeke and Christian McCaffrey and was not. He had his stone floor game, like literally his stone floor game in terms of touches, red zone involvement, everything. And he got 15. So, so let me, let me step back for a second and talk about something that you guys, or, or at least you did Davis that I'm not the biggest fan of. Obviously Nate played four receivers, so that's fish. But something that, something that you did, Davis, is you played – oh, no, you didn't play the uh, Cardinal stack, but you played two uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and then you yeah. played – Two Chargers. Patriots and two Chargers. And you had yeah. – yeah. And I just think that's – that's like in cash, you're kind of like lowering your floor a little bit. Um, so I think you're. I think you're really. You're. I think you're really lowering your floor when it's a team like the Oakland Raiders, when it's a team like the uh, Denver Broncos, or whatever. Where it's like you. You really could never realistically expect at a 50th percentile for two of those guys to go over 20. Um, I imagine if you if you go and look at the New England Patriots historically or the like this version of the Dallas Cowboys or this version of the Kansas City Chiefs, you're going to see a lot of iterations of guys who are, you know, way getting past 15 DK points. And a big reason why I felt comfortable about the Eagles guys in particular is because I expected their passing tree to be super narrow. I basically expected uh, the passing tree to be Ertz, then Aguilar, and then, you know, I kind of expected like, 50 to 60% of the market share of the team's targets to go there. And on, on actually, I think it's probably worse on FanDuel to do that where you're relying more on touchdowns, but on DraftKings where those dudes could get like, if those dudes, if those dudes just 
like get 14 receptions amongst the two of them, it kind of doesn't even matter what happens after that. that that's fair. And especially from the Chargers standpoint specifically, like I think it's more than fine because they're just like all in on those they got, guys. They got, they have, they got two dudes that they're using. Yeah, and like an occasional bomb to Williams, yeah. Yeah. And I mean the Patriots, like, like they Patriots lose like their third guy and like their third leader in targets. A lot of that's gonna cool. And and they lost Antonio Brown. Like like they lost they lost James they lost James White and Antonio Brown's market share from the weeks before, and we're gonna be replacing that with Rex Burkhead, Julian Edelman, and Josh Gordon. Yeah. So so one thing that you guys did, I played Dalvin Cook. Neither of you guys played Dalvin yeah, Cook. He was no, that was Dalvin was a good play. He Dalvin was really was good. Play. And he, I mean, honestly, he ran bad. Like I, I saw yeah, that Adam Thielen ran one in from the one, and like Madison got a Madison touchdown. Ran and, one like, in too. Dalvin could have just like broken the slate if he had had like touchdown luck on his. Yeah, side. he could have had. He could have had the Mark Ingram game. Yeah. <laughs> Not, yes. I'm not salty. I'm not salty or anything about the fact that a dude I had zero percent of got uh, 35. Like it's fine. <laughs> when when they were down the whole game, super yeah. negative games. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's like it's like I had like uh you know like Mahomes, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Marquise Brown stacks, and it's like it's fine. It's like I'm not even mad. No, like you know that any of that happened. It's fine. It's fine. No, but, I mean yeah, seriously, so- Mark Mark Ingram can just piss off like that. Dude can just. I hope he retires tomorrow. <laughs> Scavenger. It didn't oh, even so didn't even brutal. get your Justice Hill uh, best ball teams involved. Yeah, I know. Um, like how miserable. Yeah, but I so I played Zeke and Dalvin and Burkhead, and I know that Nate was like standing for CMC the entire week. Which, I mean, honestly, like I get like CMC's fantastic, um, and he smashed. He smashed super hard. But I just felt there was like such an enormous floor for Dalvin and Zeke with like giant team totals at home as giant favorites. Like these guys were just locks for bonuses and they got them, you know? Yeah. Um, so so not- that's kind of why I felt comfortable with those guys as opposed to a guy like Eckler. Like Eckler does get a lot of receptions, but he's also doesn't get the bonus very often. Like that's not his gig. He's like a 60, 60 guy, you know, which is great. But yeah, but when you're getting seven receptions, I'm not I'm not tilting the bonus too hard. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like I didn't think they were significantly better, but I just felt like I don't know better. No, I mean I thought I thought Cook was really strong, so I'm not like I'm. I mean, to me, Eckler on DK is just like if they're gonna price him like this, like whatever, dude. I'm just gonna keep playing him. Again, I'm not against Eckler. I think for me, I look at. Like the Zeke, I think for me, looking at how he's being used this year, yeah, they're they they're the they're really was, mm-hmm, and I think they're really the pulling day, back. Like one of the metrics that I look at the most is just looking at expected points, and when you look at like expected points metrics, Zeke is not this bell cow that he has been in the past. Like right now, if you look at running backs, they're leading. Well, because he missed training camp, bro. From an expected, he's also he's he's. No, that's not why. It's because it, it's because Tony Pollard is yeah too good he's to not a play. Seven percent target share. Right now, CMC, Lev Bell, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara are the top four in the DK expected points. When you look at their tar- and all of them have a target share above fifteen percent, and then you go down and you see Zeke, Mac, and Derrick Henry down at like seven percent. That's who Zeke's usage is looking like. He's not the Zeke of old. And I think when you're paying eight point, whatever he was, you need McCaffrey, Bell, Eckler type Kamara usage where they're going to get high floor because of the targets with the upside. Because that's the thing that I think most people don't get about these high reception guys on DK, these high reception running backs. Their ceiling is just scoring touchdowns on these. It's, it's the floor that they get from this, from these targets and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, and, and, and I'll be honest, like I just didn't want to not have any shares of Dallas. And I thought that Zeke obviously had a good floor, um, but had a massive, massive ceiling. Like if he had scored three touchdowns here, I, I mean, yeah, they just, if uh, like Dak ran one in and uh, Amari caught two, like, you know, one or two of those or three of those could have very easily gone his direction. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so, remember I, I never play freaking Carson again. Carson is terrible. I don't know what I was doing with Carson. I just dude, I, get it. I had I had Carson in this morning. He was gonna be my third, he was gonna be my flex. I just thought he was gonna see like I didn't even I didn't, even I didn't even run bad. I, I just played bad. 
Car- I had Chris Carson, Carson projected sucks. for above 15% target share and the like 60 something percent rushing attempts share, which was like total smash at five, nine, but he's just terrible. Yeah. He's horrible. CJ pro better. Yeah. Travis Homer, probably better. Russell Wilson, definitely better at running than Chris Carson. And it's just like, why would I play a running back who's, who just is so blatantly horrible? Like, <laughs> what am I doing? Just had to watch more film to, like, get it, bro. Yeah, it's just like, dude, I should literally. I played Philip Lindsay. I wanted to all week, and I didn't. This is, a, this is a true thing about Chris Carson. He got benched as a senior in college for a true <laughs> freshman running back. Like, that just happened. Who was the running back? Justice Hill. Oh, the Baltimore, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens. He came in. He came as an 18-year-old and ran for a thousand yards. And but all Chris Carson was in college was like, look, Chris Carson in college was Jeff Wilson Jr. for the San Francisco 49ers. Now he literally just came in to score the touchdowns. Jeff Wilson Jr. By the way, just the absolute plague of my life because I have my, I have Raheem Mostert or Matt Breida in literally every league I play in, and Jeff Wilson is just like completely ruining how good oh, that. Man, be. there's nothing more tilting than being in a sea of Niners fans wearing your <laughs> Paul Malo jersey and Jeff Wilson Juniors powering into the end zone. <laughs> and everyone's just like laughing at me. It's just so <laughs> terrible experience, dude, dude. How bad was Mason Rudolph in person? Uh, it it didn't look good. It didn't look good. Man, oh. That is, yeah, that is that, one that, thing that's that, going to be interesting. That is, James um, Washington narrative uh, did not come to fruition. Yeah. So, so here's uh, – I think this is, to me, pretty interesting that a lot of people are going to feel, you know, some false confidence in the Kyle Allen game, in the Daniel Jones game. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of people thinking that these new quarterbacks are just, like, ready to go when, like, you know – I mean, we've seen we've seen this from Jared Goff. We've seen this from Baker Mayfield, where these dudes look great in one game, and then the next game they're literally just like running for their lives because they're so scared of getting yeah, but, hit. But like, not, but not Kyler, but not Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's fine. Kyler Murray's not afraid of anything, dude. He's he's a, he's he's a quarterback who's five eight. He's he's used to being hit. <laughs> it's Davis's spirit animal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, Kyler Murray is. They finally. That's actually a big thing, Nate. Is they they called designed runs for him today. Does that change your mind on how to use him going forward? I mean, I, I, again, I'm not a, a anti. He went. Murray. He went from having no running to 70 rushing yards today. Yeah, I'm not anti Kyler Murray. He's obviously talented. I'm just saying. To pretend like two games gives you an adequate sample to judge his range of outcomes. Nate, I watched every minute of his college games. <laughs> How many minutes did you watch, Nate? How many minutes did you watch, Nate? Not even dignified. Nate, he, Nate, he was the best quarterback in college football history. Ever. I need you to know this. He, he literally had like a thousand yards, bro. He ran for a thousand yards and broke the record for adjusted yards per attempt in a season in the same season. Yeah, you have your process, and your process leads you to fade guys like Antonio Brown for years and years and years based on my college <laughs> metrics. I have my process, hey, which Nate, is based on looking Nate, at NFL data. I think, so. Nate, I think the under on 100 receptions might hit for Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> just throws out Antonio Brown. <laughs> Clearly, I was vindicated in the end about Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you guys what did you guys do at tight end did you both play Ertz yeah that, that I didn't I'm so I am I so weller. oh you yeah you, that's you, why that's why Nate had scored 213 points because he got 30 points from Darren Waller dude how Waller smashed huh yeah, yeah Waller he's, smashed. he's on our he's on our bench in that Yahoo league and he dude, didn't even just, have I the didn't, touchdown. I didn't see how hard he smashed because, like, I was at this tailgate and some monster truck, like, rolled over our car. <laughs> and then the cops pulled him over in front of us and like, gave him DUIs. The whole thing was wild. Um, but I didn't, I didn't see what happened with Waller. Yeah, and he didn't have the touchdown, too. So, it was like, yeah, but he smashed. Yeah, we need to stop. He's we just, need to start playing him over O.J. Howard. He's just un- – yeah, he's unbelievably athletic and Carr looks at him every time. Oh my God! Thirteen for one thirty-four yeah. on fourteen targets. That's out of hand. 
Yeah, what was his target share this week? I mean, dude, it was like eighty percent. Look, yeah. uh, so you played Waller. That was actually pretty sharp. Did you like like him uh, because of his high target share so far? Or were you just like, that's where I landed? I gotta fit in four wide receivers, and this is what it leads. I me. just try like really. It's like I gotta. It's like I either gotta play two tight ends or four wide receivers. It's just one of <laughs> those two. Was Nate's text at the beginning no. of the week. You guys, this is the week two tight ends in <laughs> Every week, Nate's just looking for a way to fade the stone best plays of the slate. <laughs> No, I had okay. So it was between <laughs> I Waller and Olsen. <laughs> I mean, I, I I have to tell everybody listening right now that if you didn't score a buttload of points on this slate, you're you're just so bad. Like I don't know. It was an easy slate. We're all such idiots, and we all. <laughs> Not <sighs> it was an easy slate. The the play. <laughs> Four wide receivers and Waller. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing about playing four wide receivers: like the one out of four times it works, you're just doing like windmill dunks because it means you scored 210 points, and then the next time you do it, you're going to score 130 because you embraced variance too hard. Congrats on your fourth place finish and all the 200 man double ups. <laughs> you guys (laughs) (laughs) I I will say this I don't think you guys understand that the usage of running backs this year is not what it was last year that's why they're even better plays Nate that's literally that's literally the point we're making is because so many plays are so bad that's why the ones that are going to get the work are even better plays no last year if you sorted by any week what is the like who's leading in, in overall actual opportunity or DK expected points? You're going to see seven running backs on that list this year. It's it's more wide receivers on that list than there are running backs. There are well, and the wide receiver it, target. Hey, sick sick two week trend, Nate. No, well, well, I will say this: Nate is is making a point that I do think is valid. That like the high end wide receivers. We're all priced at like seven grand, seventy two hundred, and yeah. the high priced running backs were all like high eight grands, and there is a lot of value in the top end receivers. Like that is for sure in comparison. This but week, it was definitely a good week to week, play a lot of more, guys in tournaments. This week there was more wide receiver. Like if you didn't look at, at at anything other than just dollar and opportunity, there was more wide receiver value per dollar than there was in running back. And almost every other week. That's the opposite. But this week it was tilted. People I mean, yeah. ended up playing guys like Frank Gore and Cash who don't get high value opportunities. Well, anyone who played like, Frank Gore after the Rex Burkhead, Chris Carson stuff is like you faded guys like five point one with Larry Fitzgerald, who's leading the league. He's like top six in the league of opportunity when you look at like where he's getting his targets on the field. It's insane the value that we had this week. And people like Keenan Allen is literally like leading the league in opportunity. Yeah, everyone Not, agreed that uh, that Keenan Allen and Julian Edelman and Nelson Aguilar were locks. It's just yeah, that you Keenan shouldn't Allen, play a fourth Keenan one. Allen, only 28% owned in cash. I know. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It was a, Yeah, that was amazing. Davis, you are not realizing that there is a – we are behind the trend with this, oh, running backs always have the best per dollar opportunity because, yes, last year that was true. The last two years that's been true. I have not played uh, three running – or I have not – not done three running back wide receiver construction in cash in a long time. This week it was the case. Was it wrong. Might be next week I haven't looked at the I haven't looked at salaries next week. If DK continues to misprice wide receiver value and overpriced running backs, it's going to be the it's going to be the case again. All right, I want to uh, before we get out of here. Uh, well, I'll, let's just talk about defense Wait, real quick. No, I, we didn't talk about tight end enough. How did how were more people not on Olsen? Because Olsen was the other guy I was looking at if I wasn't going to play he was He was good. He was good for tournaments. No, Olsen, but Olsen every, was a great play. Olsen, yeah. he, here's the thing. So I thought so I thought he was clearly the best low-priced wide re, uh, tight end play. Um, I had him in my lineup before I tinkered this morning. You didn't try it's, and get TJ Hawkinson in this week? Listen, we're going <laughs> to not talk about Olsen stuff. We're going we're gonna to move forward amicably. Um, he had seen nine targets each of the first two weeks, and Arizona – I mean, you just wanted shares of this Arizona-Carolina game because they ran at such a fast pace. And I don't put a ton of stock into tight end matchups, but I think it was pretty clear that, like, Arizona can't cover the tight end at all. And 
it just, he was 3.7. Like it just made a, a lot, a lot, a lot of sense. Um, he was, yeah, he was, he, was a, he was a really good play. I mean, I, I had instant regrets um, on Zachary. It's just watching him play because the dude runs like he's got a soggy – like he sucks, dude. Yeah. Like, what, the, did, what did they only, see in him? The only reason I didn't just tilt my face off that Olsen smashed so hard is because I ended up getting to Evan Ingram in cash. And he did oh, great. my God. You just are running like God. Dude, I mean, he was a great. No, play. he was he was a great play. Clearly, was not as good of a play as Zach Ertz from a projection standpoint. But no, as you I just say, it's I, it's it's I just art, didn't have bro. Money for Ertz, like Ertz was like four hundred more or five hundred more, and I just didn't have to pay because you had to pay up for Patriots D. No, I played the Chiefs D. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, your team. Yeah, I just I I just took a team that was like almost a touchdown favorite at home for two point five, and they didn't do great, but it allowed me to get literally everybody else I wanted in at every other position. And I just think that I'm never going to pay up for defense and special teams when you can do that. Yeah. I mean, obviously I wish I would have played Evan Ingram instead of, uh, it it was definitely run good. Like I didn't think he was a better play than Kittle or Ertz. I thought they were all, but he was, he was, I, I view him in the similar vein though. So that's fair. Yeah. They were just, they were just all in the same tier. I thought any one of them could have smashed and, I did run pretty good to have the one that did smash. Yeah. Yeah. But Engram uh, was a fine play. Zach Ertz sucks, dude. He literally just catches the ball and falls He wasn't down. a bad play, though. I, he like, wasn't, but he just, like, I hate playing guys like that who I just don't think are good. Well, also, they're, playing like, literally- they're playing, like, slow-ass Detroit, right? And, you know, now you're playing two – Two Eagles, and if you feel great about that with Philly, okay. But I, I don't I think mean, they're that good. They where... threw they they threw enough passes where it shouldn't have mattered. They threw a ton of passes in this game. No, yeah. he threw thirty six. It wasn't that many. That's pretty good. That's more than we had him projected for. In your proprietary models, I mean, no, <laughs> all the inputs all the inputs are from Drew and Mike. I'm not touching those. <laughs> it's their bad. It's their bad on Ertz. I yeah. I mean, Ertz had. I just like what like who thought that Mac Collins and Zach Ertz were going to see the same target share? You know, Mac all Mac Collins by the way had an egregious game. Two offensive pass interferences. Like he sucks. He is not good. <laughs> so that's I'm what I, that's my thing on. Have you guys? Do you guys think it's? Interesting. I, I, I don't know actually if this is true or if it's just like my feeling is cash ownership more concentrated this year than ever before. I feel like these numbers that I'm seeing on some of these guys is insane. I thought it was. And then I saw that Keenan Allen wasn't even 50% owned. So maybe not like I he's, thought that way in the last two like, weeks. Dude, if I look at my lineup, Kyler was 13 and a half. Dalvin was 35. Quarterbacks Keenan will never be like that. Ingram was eight and a half. Burkhead was 9.6. I mean, come on, guys. What, what's going on out there? A lot of people, maybe a lot of people played four wide receivers in cash instead. No, a lot of people played 50, almost 50% of people played Zeke. 50 yeah. plus percent played Aguilar. Cook was 30 something percent. So I'm just surprised. I mean, there's, it just seems like there's a lot more concentrated ownership on some of these guys. I just think groupthink is so strong where it's just like, this guy's a good play and everybody is just on him, you know, and it's not, doesn't have to be numbers based, doesn't have to be opportunity based, doesn't have to be anything other than just like, this is where the chalk ownership is. And I think, I don't know. All right. What do you guys, I want to, I want to ask you a couple questions about next week's prices. Then we are, uh, we're going to shut it down. What do you think Daniel Jones costs and what do you think he should cost Sammy? Oh, what's, what's the matchup? Jones is playing at home to Washington. Uh, he's five point seven, and he should be like five point two. He's five point yeah. three. I'll play him. Okay, three. that's good. Kyle Kyle Allen, five point two at Houston. I prefer Jones. I think. Yeah. 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 So, <clears throat> no Ezekiel Elliott this week. Where do you think Austin Eckler is at Miami? Nate K. Eight K. Eight two. 8K, 8K flat. Do you think that he's a play? Yeah, I think he's still in play. Eckler's the guy. Eckler, CMC, those guys are still he, in play. He did play less snaps in this game. Justin Jackson played more in this game than he had in the first two. Yeah, but he's still, I mean, his workload. So is here, here's just the most amazing thing. 
What would Todd Gurley have to do to actually be priced at a level where he would maybe be playable? I, I like, would want to see. I would want to see an EKG printout that shows that he still has a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, playing. dude, he has been so bad. He's like. <laughs> He looks like the dude from the Last Crusade who like drank from the wrong Holy Grail. <laughs> like his game, his game against the against the Browns, a game that they won. Fourteen carries for forty three yards, one target, zero reception, zero yards. It's like, dude, he just it's over for him. He does. Yeah, he just it's over. Um, some other interesting guys. Uh. Mark Ingram at home, 6,600 coming off of the three-touchdown road game. Against who? Against who, yeah. Against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, who who, who oh, everyone just saw. Yeah. We, you know, we don't like him because he doesn't catch passes. Yeah. I don't yeah. – especially at 6'6", six, six, but he so, might uh, score two touchdowns and smash. Great, great week we have here. Who do you think – Seattle Seattle plays the Arizona Cardinals, which means Chris Carson's going to come back into our life. No, that means Will Disley is like going to be a lock. Oh, Will Disley is going to be like sixty percent owned in cash games. <laughs> yeah, John Disley. <laughs> and people are going to be Lockett's going to be Lockett's going to yeah. be the Dude, talk. How many how many new phone who Disley jokes are we going to see on Twitter throughout the week? How many people are going to be mad when Will Disley gets no points? Uh, probably he's still, me. He's still yeah. Will Disley. I mean, I'm the. Right, what do you What do you think What do you think is a fair price for Tyler Lockett at the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, six point five. Six point three at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Mike Evans, a week after he uh, he blew the world up, he's seventy one hundred. And Chris Godwin has moved down to six thousand, so they really adjusted Godwin down. Oh, we're, people are going to smash Godwin in GPPs. Yeah. They're just going to seesaw this, and that's probably the right thing to do, honestly. Kenny Galladay is fifty nine hundred at home to the Kansas City Chiefs. Larry uh, Larry Fitzgerald is fifty six hundred. DJ Moore is also fifty six hundred. That I might might be tempted to play him in cash. It might might be tempting to play four wide receivers in cash. Oh, I mean, clearly I gotta play. Well, so so Wayne Gallman, uh, forty six hundred at home to Washington. He wait, probably does, will. Wait, did Saquon get hurt? Yeah, yeah Saquon's he, he, out. High ankle sprain. Ankle. Oh no way! Yeah, it's yeah. crazy that Daniel Jones was able to play so well without that running back in the backfield next to him. He I was never say, would have Davis, thought. I'm surprised you haven't taken your your victory lap here. Dude, well, I can't really take that much. I can't make that much of a victory lap because I watched Jones in college and I thought he was one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Doesn't matter. And just, just it's Saquon went out and they still won. Well, it's almost like you shouldn't. Uh, you know, it's almost like you shouldn't spend a, a high pick on a running back. Yeah, this it's is what's, like, what's Keenan Davis versus draft cheat week yet again. Yeah. What's Keenan priced at next week? Keenan is priced at still seventy six hundred. I mean, dude, probably. Dude like, is, yeah. The dude is literally – I mean, he had a 36% target share this week. All right, let's see if we can – Let's. All right, this is the last thing we're going to do, then we're going to go. Let's see if we can just build a little team. Daniel Jones, we agree, 5,300 at quarterback. Um, I will uh, – I will I'll allow it. We, I'll allow it for now. I'm not going to say I'm going to put my dollars behind how much it. Is, how, much is, how much is Rivers? Rivers is – okay, 62. Kyler is – six. okay. Anyway, running back, Wayne Gallman. I mean <laughs> – I think he's a lock, right? They don't even have a third running back they use. They have Rod Smith as their third running back, but they cut Paul Perkins, and their other running back is a fullback by the name of Elijah Penny. Yeah, I don't see how this could go wrong. Dude, I don't know. They pr- if he was still priced, he's 4'6". Yeah, six. the thing is he's not 3,000. Yeah. He's 4'6". I don't think I'm going there. I bet I he's still going to be pretty good. I mean, Philip Lindsay's 5,200. Let's just jam in Eckler, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're jamming in. We're jamming in Eckler and we're playing Keenan. Uh, Nate, what do you think your boy Waller is at Indianapolis? Dude, he's like, he's over five. I mean, he's got to be priced way up after this. Yeah. He's 5,200 now. I think that, uh, I think Austin Hooper is probably the guy I want. 4,300 
at I'm home to Tennessee. Can- I'm guessing Keenan's price wasn't adjusted because he had the later game where all those earlier guys. No, they're still adjusted because Eckler was eight thousand. Yeah, well, Keenan's up six hundred bucks. Like that's an eight percent raise. And Gallman is adjusted like they knew he'd be playing too. Yeah, yeah. And those games were taking place at the same time. Yeah. So just lock in, lock it. All right. Well, let's Disney. just put. Yeah, let's put in lock it and Disley there. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, let's just get Russell Wilson in too. I mean. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, except here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Every though. Seattle player besides Carson. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if can Arizona get a lead to make Seattle throw because Seattle doesn't like to throw until they get behind. That's true. Uh, let's, okay, we got, let's get defense here to make this easier. Um, not the Bears. There'll be no passing attempts in that game. Ravens against – after what I just watched Baker Mayfield do, Ravens defense. All right, we got – 10.6 for a wide receiver and a flex. Oh, man. Sammy, what do you think Josh Gordon is on the road against Buffalo? Oh, dude, he's going to be like 4.7. No, dude, he's 5.9. They really adjusted him. Did he, did he like smash later in that game? He had a good game. I don't, think he, I don't think he full smashed. He hurt his finger for a little bit, so he left, but he had 11 targets. Oh. Oh, I, he hadn't done anything. My like wife was texting me because I drafted him on her team. She's like, <laughs> "Why is Josh Jordan doing anything?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry for doing this." So Edelman suffered a rib injury. If they sit him, I think Philip Dorsett is probably a lock. Yeah, forty-seven hundred. Sure. And then they're, they're getting sharp with their pricing, man. Yeah. yeah. They no, they it's are actually pretty like. Good. The only the only price I see that's uh, that's bad is Chris Carson at fifty seven hundred because he should be three k. <laughs> he I should either be Keenan's a value there. Keenan Carson Carson should either be free like just so cheap or so expensive that I'm not interested in playing him at all. Those are the only two things because if he's fifty seven hundred still and that is like I'm I'm gonna play him. So what can you do, Carson in the GPP? Carson in a GPP. All right, boys, that's going to do it for us here at the Roto Grinders Daily Roto Combination Simulcast Podcast, uh, the Gilcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I'm sorry that we all won this week. Hopefully next week, Nate will play four wide receivers and cash again and see the downside of that strategy. Or maybe I'll play Kyler Murray against the Seattle Seahawks and uh, and rue that decision. You know, only only time will tell. We'll be we'll be back though.